Hey guys, welcome. It's your girl Basha and it's Tuesday. So you know that that's, that means one thing. It's time for Ask Basha podcast. And today we're discussing why women put themselves last. Mm-hmm. I said it, you feel me? But I'm joined by two amazing sisters. I tend to call them queens. Um, at the top, we have Dr. Stephanie Thompson, and we have, uh, well, she's no stranger to you because she started a thing with me, and that's Dr. Ayanna Eastman. Stephanie is American. Uh, she was born here, and Dr. Stephanie Thompson is a reproductive endocrinologist and infertility specialist at the Institute for Reproductive Medicine and Science at St. Barnabas in Livingston, New Jersey. So she's joining us from New Jersey. She's an attending physician in the Department of obstetrics, sorry, I'm sorry, and gynecology at St. Barnabas Medical Center and board certified in both obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility. Okay, I'm tired. You showed that. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Stephanie, this is too much, but I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm kidding. Yes. And you know, Dr. Eastman from before, she's also an educator and creator of the successful mom blog. So if you're not following her yet, what's up? And a proud single mom and entrepreneur. Dr. Eastman, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. How are you ladies doing today? Are you ready to give it to them real good? We're good. We're ready. We're ready. That's what's up. I'm a Jamaican. Oh, (laughs) y'all hear that? Okay. So I, pardon me. We have two amazing Caribbean American women in the building. Dr. Thompson is also Jamaican and a proud one at that. Very proud. My, my favorite thing is no way, no better than yard. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, by the way, Dr. Eastman studied in Jamaica in, um, initially. She did her first degree there. So yes, we, yes. we all have a Jamaican connection. And guys, we didn't right. even know that before. But anyway, the clock is ticking and we have a good one for you today. Um, and before we get into it, I just want to remind our viewers, thank our viewers for following us. And, you know, your feedback has been amazing. But I want to remind you all to subscribe to all of our platforms. We're going to talk more about our platforms later on. Um, you know where to find your girl at Basha Blog. But guess what? Our podcast, the podcast of the woman, the ladies, is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Plus, and the video podcast is still exclusively available on BashaPowell.com and YouTube at BashaPowell. Yep, that's what's up. Let's go. Ladies, first of all, my first question to you all today, and I want you to be truth, because you know, on this platform, we talk real talk, real, real, real talk, and we, we're not going to mince words. Do you put yourself last? And if you do not, when did you start putting yourself first? And I will answer first by saying, I'm still a work in progress. I'm going to start with you, Dr. Eastman. Um, Let me say truthfully, uh, at this point, no. I have learned, right, uh, that my time my energy my health is just Mm -hmm. as important as anyone else in the home so Mm -hmm. i make it i make me a priority because me not being healthy means my family's not healthy there was a time when that wasn't so i was traveling a lot Mm -hmm. i would try to do that whole super mom thing 
preparing meals if I'm gone out of the country for a week, etc. Breastfeeding. I mean, like the works. But I'm done with that. That is crazy. <laughs> so right now it's about me. Stephanie. <laughs> I love it. And I wish I could say the same. I wish I could say, I am so impressed with her. Like I would I, like to be there too. Okay, you know? she needs to teach a class on that on she the Basha blog and successful mom blog. No wonder you have yeah. a blog called successful mom because right. you're getting this thing right. I'm still working on it. Yeah, we all need to follow you. What about you, Stephanie? I had a big birthday this year. Mm. And so thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I claimed that I was going to put myself first, right? As part of this transformation. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. I almost feel like I can't, you know, and that's why I say, no, I don't put myself first because I do just feel like I have three small children. I have a career career, and so many responsibilities that just make it difficult for me to say, hey, you know, do what what works for you and what you want. Mm -hmm. I'm a reproductive endocrinologist and and infertility specialist. So Mm -hmm. the women that I work with have are having difficulty becoming pregnant and having a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really take that to heart. So it's very difficult for me to separate my work from my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's probably where I'm even having a harder time than with my family in terms of putting myself first, because the kids, I can get a babysitter and I have help and I have my husband, but um, Mm -hmm. really and truly, I find that my work-life balance has become more overwhelming as I've gotten busier Mm -hmm. in practice and with COVID and seeing more patients. So it's tough. Well, at least I think I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you ladies. I'm not where Dr. Yana Eastman is. I am not exactly where Dr. Stephanie Thompson is. So I am one is in Trinidad, one is in Jamaica, and I'm in Tobago. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to be honest with you all. You know, we created this platform um, to have conversations such as these with amazingly gifted women all over the world. And, you know, over the years, I've had the privilege and honor of traveling around the world with my husband because of his career as an athlete. And it, one of the things I did, even when I didn't know I was doing it, it was like, I was just interviewing people. I'll be on a plane for 13 hours and somebody will tell me the entire life story and all their problems. And it's usually a woman. And it just, it, it dawned on me, during the pandemic that I just have this collection of stories and I needed to share this with the world. And one of the things that that amazed me over the years and still amazes me is how alike we are as women, how alike we are. Um, we, uh, we were all brought up by different mothers, some cases, fathers, grandmothers, different cultures, different races. And we have this common thread of self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing to me. So when I created this platform, I felt that, hey, I needed to bring all these women together, some of whom I know still and new ones, and show them that we are more alike than we are, um, than we think, because... Oh. It's like we all got this Bible as little girls that was a a, a female Bible that said that you won't go to heaven unless you put yourself last. 
How about that? <laughs> you feel me? Yep. Um, so, can I just, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I, know. I was just going to say that, you know, growing mm -hmm. up, even in university, I always knew that mm -hmm. if I wanted to be successful as a woman, I had mm -hmm. to choose. You had to do what? I'm sorry. Choose. I had, choose. To, choose. I had yeah. to make a choice. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to, um, so if I'm going to be in a career, then yeah. I have to make up my mind that that may very well not include a family. Wow. And for, you uh, felt this way for, as a young girl? Yeah. Yeah. And even when I was at, in university. So I know I consciously made a choice. Yeah. This is a very common narrative, though. You it know, is. To be successful and to be good at being a mother or in a career that you have to choose. Okay. Uh, you know, and I think that narrative comes from um, lack of support of each other, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We yes, take them to church, Doc. Take them to church today. Yes. We're not really making use of the village. And I think some societies, mm -hmm. some cultures do this better than others, honestly. Yes, mm -hmm. correct. I do feel like West Indians take a little bit more advantage of the village than mm -hmm. Americans do. Um, you know, just in comparing my experiences and those of my family, um, you know, in the West Indies. And, and mm -hmm. just, there's there's often a stigma to getting help. Um, yes. So, and, having, and getting therapy. Right. Help in all sorts mm -hmm. of <laughs> therapy for yourself. Um, just, you know, help with all the things you need to do if you are mm -hmm. working outside of the home. Um, mm -hmm. We don't share. And when we don't share, we don't support. And then you feel alone and you feel like, you know, you're the only person going through these things. Yeah. And everyone, to your point, is this is the female Bible. It's, it's a common thread. It's the Bible we were all given in Arabic, in Hindi, Absolutely. in Christianity, and you name it. Yeah. And but then you feel alone. It's like you've read your Bible by yourself. Ugh. Right. Well, my right. thing is, my thing is, right? Um, and I, I I'll I'll go to Dr. Eastman here because you, we both grew up in the Caribbean in a country called, well, all of us grew up in the Caribbean, but we specifically in a country called Trinidad Tobago. So I, I would like to ask you, and then Stephanie can, can, you know, add to, if, if this sounds familiar to her, that I remember growing up, this might be funny, but I remember growing up in Trinidad and I would observe many, if not all women, older ones do this, you know, they'll be sharing food for the family. Mm -hmm. And the bigger piece of meat would be put aside for the man in the house or the eldest son in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephanie's laughing already. You feel me? I just want to know. And you know, it, it would be an insult to give the man in the house this 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 um this this substandard piece of meat. And mm -hmm. um I internalize that more than than I recognize because mm -hmm. I Listen, never made the devil a liar right here today. I'm telling you all, right? That me, sensible, educated, whatever you want to call yourself as, as a modern woman, still mm -hmm. find myself, even if I'm not dishing out my husband's food, because he will tell you, I don't, I love to cook, but I don't like to dish out food. So mm -hmm. on a rare occasion, if I'm dishing out his food, I'm thinking about the size of the meat to give this man. Also, even if I'm not dishing out his food, Stephanie, I'm thinking, should I leave the bigger piece for him or should I take the bigger piece? <laughs> I am not lying to you all. I'm coming clean. This is a platform where we are going to be healed and we're going to talk the truth. But I am still 
um, being held bondage to some of these traditional ideas instilled by reading that invisible Bible. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know. If, has that been your experience? I mean, like, do you feel our mothers and grandmothers perpetuated this miseducation of what it means to be a fine young woman? Because if I don't give the man a bigger piece of meat, it's all over. In my yeah. head. Yes. Um, so, you know, there are multiple ways to address that. <laughs> um, I'm starting with a short one. So I have I was raised the same way. Honestly, I mean, my father was here a couple of years ago. I had to take out his food or dish out his food, however you want to mm -hmm. think about it. And I was quite happy to do so and give okay. him, you know, a decent size plate. I think you know, <laughs> black men deserve to be respected. Correct. If we disrespect them, then we are training our children to also disrespect the men in our lives. And they already have a struggle. Yeah. So, so from that perspective, you know, that's a whole different discussion for us. Yeah, but, that's another um, episode, Doc. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Um, it's co and it'll be awesome, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from that perspective, I, I am okay with mm -hmm. the, giving them the bigger piece of meat. You are, uh, okay. Yes. But on the other hand, you know, we, we do have this narrative of, you know, the, the, the woman serving the man, the subservient position, you know, mm -hmm. that has been given to women. You know, if we think about it, and I'm going to go a little biblical here, if we think about when Jesus is here, he liberated women. But still, mm -hmm. that's not how we have been raised. We have not been trained to be liberated women. And mm -hmm. the way that feminist, feminist and the feminist movement is defined nowadays is a whole different definition i was reading an article up to today mm -hmm. and it's, it's different again that's a whole different discourse yeah next episode yeah yes <laughs> but, I, but i think that that view of you know how we support men is multifaceted so i'll i'll just leave stop there right right now and i'll leave the rest for, for right. Dr. but i want to ask dr stephanie thompson do you i mean can you associate with what we said our observation of the people oh, yeah. okay. i know i grew up in a very traditional west indian house <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. both my parents are jamaica i spent all my summers in jamaica, jamaica. Up. i'm there a few times a year i yeah. just have to be born here and my dual citizenship is not done yet but oh <laughs> so yeah i completely identify with that and to your to this day my father was here this weekend and it's the same mm -hmm. thing um, and I and like you, I'm okay with that because of the historical perspective. So you still give your husband a bigger piece of meat? Well, I was on a diet. I mean, that's really the main reason. Okay. You know? okay, okay. I don't like to share food, but that's no. another story. That's another so, story. Um, next episode. Next episode. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> bigger piece of meat is really because I'm on a diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I would give him equal. Right. Um, but I don't have a problem um, fixing a plate for him or serving him yeah. because of the historical perspective of that, which really went back to slavery. Yeah. The fact that there was very little you could do to show your respect, as Dr. Ayanna said, you know, mm -hmm. you're a black man. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's important, but it I also be reciprocal. I, I my husband would never grab me a glass of water. I probably would not want to put together a plate for him at the end yes, of the day, right? Correct. So, you know, to have that mutual respect mm -hmm. uh, means that he's also pulling his weight and respecting me in various ways, mm -hmm. whether that be traditional or non-traditional. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I do think it's a two-way street, but that one particular example, I do think the historical perspective on it 
you know, probably makes it a little bit better. Uh, yes. But yes. the general concept is that yes. we should be doing things for each other. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, on the, on the topic of, of, of equality and, and, you know, how do we take it back a little bit? How do we manage to change the stigma and, and, and without disrespecting our husbands, because we are suffering from some of the stigmas and, and the learned behavior from this invisible Bible that we read as women. How do we change that without, without us not changing the fact that we need to honor our kings, assuming that our husbands are black in some cases, because, you know, we have a lot of um, beautiful multiracial homes as well. Not not everybody's in our communities married to a black man, but a man in general who respects you deserve to, to get respect in return. How do we, using our gender, bringing it back to gender equality, you know, we are some of us are already not getting equal pay to the man doing the same job, et cetera, et cetera. How do we navigate this the stigma? Do we start an FML now? Female, female lives matter. <laughs> you know, I think we have to communicate. Mm -hmm. And I think that we may have to ask, and as you know, as horrible as yeah. that is, mm -hmm. but you're you know, a lot of people were not a lot of men were not raised to do their own laundry, to learn mm -hmm. how to do to cook, to mm -hmm. cook that. And, you know, if we feel we're in a, a mutual relationship, we should feel empowered to sit down and speak with our yeah. partner and tell them what we need. Yeah. You know, I need you to take out the trash and this could be your duty, whether it be male or female duties traditionally or not. If you have a husband who likes to cook, hey, I need you to cook three days instead of two. So, mm -hmm. and, and to be honest, that's the kind of dialogue taking place in our house. You know, I feel oh. that if I may say that, I think like like how Dr. Yana said that her she's more successful at putting herself first. She's she's succeeding in doing that, and I'm still getting there. I have succeeded in retraining my husband <laughs> because he came, from, he came from and he will tell you that he came from a very traditional home, you know. And I don't want to get into that, but my our ways are a little different. We, we're a little more modernized. And I think of myself as an effective communicator. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of women in the retraining process, they will snap and da, da, da. I don't snap. It's it's a discussion. I believe in performance appraisals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have those kinds of discussions. It's a performance yeah. appraisal, right? You get a reward. <laughs> right. Being an effective communicator is key. But yeah. I'll, t I'll tell you. I'll tell you one more thing before I bring Dr. Eastman in. And this is with regards to how do we change the stigma? I'm also doing that through our sons. Um, I, I recall an occasion, maybe two years ago, may, not even so long, that my son brought me a present. It may have been a Christmas present or a Mother's Day present or something. And you should see how this young man wrap this present. You should nobody look at my face that it was not noise. And that was a teachable moment for me as a mother. And I looked at the present and I gave it back to him. I don't know what was inside of it. It was not about the value. Because first of all, you don't work anywhere. You didn't buy it. Your father gave you money to buy it. Your sacrifice was to, to do that to the best of your ability and to package that present in a way that said to your mom that she was worthy of receiving this. Mm. And that wasn't done. And I had two options. I could pretend that, oh, my son did something so wonderful, or I could set him straight so that he would never do that to another woman in his life. Oh. And, and that's the way I choose to 
teach my young men in my house so that I don't produce those kinds of men who don't understand that this is equality and a woman has to be treated as a particular way so that when he gets his wife, she can tell me, thank you very much. And I will tell her, you're welcome. <laughs> what do you think about that, Dr. Yana? Yes, uh, you mean that she'll tell you that. <laughs> whatever. Would you have given him back the present though, if it were your kid doing that? Uh, no. I yeah, I give right. um, It is the thought that counts for me. I, I'm not saying it was not about the value did. of the present. I didn't know right. what was inside of it, so okay, it wasn't about that. I know, I know, but everyone's different. I, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I am not, as as you would know, I'm not into aesthetics as much as really to me about the quality. Mm -hmm. um, as you were talking about the whole aspect of the partners and retraining partners and communication. For me, I'm a single mom, right? Mm -hmm. So I may not have a partner per se. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, the training starts with my child. Correct. Right? So how do I train her? How do I train her to want value herself? And then how do I train her to understand the role of males in her life? Right? So based on the males who she has in her life, how um, my responsibility, I feel, is to train her to understand, you know, what's the importance of a male, of a father figure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I pray for her. I've already told her I've started praying for her for a spouse from God. You know, I'm laying that out there. Mm -hmm. I, I am taking my training of her very seriously. So whoever comes into her life, it must be someone who she must be able to look at and say, you're worthy or you're not. It doesn't mean that the person is, less than her or less valuable than her but she's looking for certain qualities mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so that's where my when i think about communication and think about um relationships and how do we communicate what we want as women within relationships i think of it uh, at least at this moment from the perspective of my child and yeah mm -hmm. so my rebuttal is that i'm preparing my son to teach your daughter properly <laughs> yes dr thompson <laughs> I don't know that I would have done that right now, but now I will. <laughs> my kids are little, but now I know. So I excuse some things if the present's messy, but I will teach. No, this kids. is not an eight-year-old. This is a teenager. This is not yeah. an eight-year-old. Oh, teenager. Oh, okay. I would not do that to an eight-year-old or ten-year-old. Right. right. But you are a young teenager man. For sure. No, no, a teenager can do it. A teenager, I mean, like. Get the uh, hell out of here with it. Yeah, for sure. For Life sure. Feels, I mean, right? Life yeah. based. Everybody should know basic things. That's right. Yeah. It is my job as a mother to teach him because he, he yeah. would, I don't want him to go and take a young lady out and give her that. That's not right. the son I raised. No way. I'll do it again. He never did it after. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, I want to shout out all the fabulous men, fathers, husbands, okay. sons, everybody, you know, who really, um, appreciate us as women and who believe in female equality. I mean, mm -hmm. President Barack Obama is one of them. He's been such an advocate for, you know, equality um, of, the, of the genders and so on, and the races, of course. But I just want to just shout them out because I don't want to sound as though they're men out there who, you know, they don't care about us. They, they're doing their thing. And no, there are a lot of men who are playing their role in making sure that women are respected and so on and so forth. Yes. I also wanted to touch on, you know, as we are on the, the, the topic of equality, you know, 
<laughs> this is a tricky one. You know, we all want equality. Agreed? Yes. Right. But some of us, um, if presented with a brother of any race who loves us and he's willing to take care of us and, you know, for me, you know, we have this stereotype that equality, and I should probably ask how you're going to define it. I know how I define it, but I'm interested to hear how you, how you guys would define it. Um, but if you had the option past life before now to date a man who, as soon as you meet him, he tells you he wants to be a stay at home dad. How would you feel about that? Okay. So let me just say, I still have that option. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So let's start with you, Dr. Eastman. Would you, Dr. Yana, would you want a stay at home? Would you consider rather a stay at home dad, a man who said, listen, you go out and work. I'm going to take care of you. Um, I'm, I have you done. When you come home, your food is ready. The house is clean. I'm going to yeah. take our kid to lessons. That are, would you be able, be able to be in a situation? Do you see that as equality? You know, is that something that would appeal to you? Because I have friends who want mm -hmm. to be in situationships and relationships and entanglements, but mm -hmm. they're not willing to do that. They turn their nose up at a sister who has a guy without an official job title? Um, honestly, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think what's going to be most important is that we feel that this is a partnership, mm -hmm. that, that we are in this together. Mm -hmm. I think what's going to really matter to me is that I enjoy my job, right? Because if I hate my job, that's mm -hmm. going to be horrible. I'm going to hate him every time I step through that door. <laughs> I know, especially as women, I know we feel, we feel everything. We feel for our kids, we feel for our clients, we feel for our students. I mean, yeah. so I, I think me loving my job is going to help. Yeah. And him loving me enough and being comfortable in his skin. Yeah. You know, because right now, you know, I have, I have a couple of male friends. And even when I got my PhD, they're like, I'm not going to call you doctor. Mm-hmm. Why? And I'm like, okay, but I didn't even bother to say why. I'm like, well, that's disrespectful, that's though. I find right. that really disrespectful. So, so, Again, so that's, that's, a, that's a gender, right? So, uh, so that's the thing, you know. So, he has to be Struggle. pretty comfortable in his skin, mm. you know. And if he's okay with it, to be a stay-at-home man for a doctor, oh, yeah, I yeah. know, <laughs> I know, and still treat me well on top of it because <laughs> yeah. he can be at home and upset, right? Well, that usually happens a lot in those scenarios, but, you know, um, how about you, Dr. Stephanie? Yeah, Dan? so, I mean, one, that's a good point that he could be at home and be upset. It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that if he's going to be an amazing stay-at-home dad, then that's wonderful. If he's going to be a terrible one, then no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has to do all of the things that, you know, it, it takes to be a good a home, um, you know, caregiver, mm -hmm. homemaker, and whether you're a man or woman or not, you know, mm -hmm. just be the best at what you decide to do, and right. that's important to me. You know, okay. to the next level, yeah. uh, whatever you decide to do, and yeah. it's hard work being at home, being a man. It is. So and it's hard work being at home. Very, very hard work. <laughs> you know, it's a, a different kind of work than being outside the home, but it is hard work. Uh, it is. 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen those little memes that go around that if you quantify, you know, the salary and the time and the hours that go into being a stay-at-home mother, it's a six-figure job. It is. And I think that's been made very clear after this pandemic, correct? Absolutely. So I would be fine with it. Yeah. With the right man, because again, Diana's point, some people resentful. Is he is he staying at home because he never found his own way and there's that he hasn't filled or is this truly you know what he he enjoys and how does he react to people around him in terms of the um the stigma you know so from from my own perspective right so i i hear your points i mean you both said that you don't have a problem with it i i don't see it in theory as a problem because if a woman chooses we want equality and if a woman chooses to stay at home and she wants to be respected a man should also be respected mm-hmm. our society is, has not yet evolved to that in my my experience and also in my experience i have seen this happen at least 10 times um people i know and it's i haven't seen it work um yeah i haven't seen it i can't say why but all i know is that i feel equality here at the powell's residence um is both of us having a job an income stream or a business so that we both are contributing that's equal and that we're both doing the chores that's equal and today i'll cook on tuesday and you cook on saturday that's equal and if something were to go wrong with either of us where there's a loss of income and so on we'll back up each other because that's equal but i that may not be for me yeah Yeah. your point is a valid one in that Mm -hmm. we all should have streams of income we must all have to write write a book streams of income okay yeah Yeah. because you see my thing is woman could i'm sorry but woman can work and um, still cook and still clean the house and da, da, da. so a man could do that too. Um, so, I, so I know at these two couples who have made it work, they're still together. Nice, I, nice. One couple that the wife is a doctor mm-hmm. and the father is a stay-at-home dad. He mm-hmm. does everything around the house, does the drop-up, drop-offs, pickups. The, the oldest child is probably by about, by about 15, maybe 15 years by now. And so they, they, they live in the while. U.S., right? They live in oh, the US. yeah. Right oh, in New oh, York. yeah. I like how you say oh, that. Yeah. Okay, you're not and then my, Caribbean culture. <laughs> and then my own brother, he yes. went through a period like that as well, where he was a stay-at-home Your dad. own qualified brother. Yes, who was a doc. He was a doctorate in, in physical therapy. He was He was home. on sabbatical. <laughs> you know he was home and he said you know that was the time he would take the baby out hiking in the day and he, he needed a break library. and you know all these mothers were that like is not fair. that is not a good example <laughs> to go back He's yeah back. i mean it's, he was back he was back it's just that at that That's time a, sabbatical, a qualified no, but, but he was at home he was at home like cleaning cooking everything to the point where you know, his wife, my sister, you know, started to get jealous after a while. The baby would run to him instead of oh. to her. But, but they're still married. It's like maybe going on 12 years now. So they've gotten yes. over it. Yeah. But it was well, for like over a year. I get your point. I get your point. <laughs> I want to remind our viewers, our viewers and our followers and our listeners 
to follow us on our respective um, social platforms. And we're going to have everybody, all our um, commentators from today would be in our article on Basha blog, but you can follow your girl at bashapowell.com and I'm at bashapowell on IG, Twitter, Facebook, everything. What about you, Dr. Ann Eastman? What's your, um, you want to tell them where they can follow you? Oh, so you can follow me on successfulmom.home.blog. She has has an amazing blog. Yes, yes. And really just encouraging moms because, you know, I say moms, we don't ever describe ourselves as successful. We describe everybody else as successful. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are, you are. So just encouraging you. You are an awesome mom. And that qualification as a mom, executing that every day really, really is the greatest qualification a girl can have. How about you, Dr. Stephanie Thompson? Where can they catch up with you? Where can they follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at mm-hmm. Dr. Underscore SM Thompson. And if you're in the tri-state area or, you know, even abroad and need infertility treatment Aww. or have some questions. That's a good one. Yeah, we're at www.irms.com. And she is amazing. I know that from personal references that Dr. Thompson is an amazing um, infertility specialist. I mean, you know, we we both have two amazing women here today on this platform, Dr. Yana Eastman, Dr. Thompson, a testament testament to, you know, the, the multiple roles we can carry out as as women, wives, single moms, daughters, sisters, mommies. And uh, we have to do it all. Um, my last question before I wrap up is that, do you think that some of the things that we experience as women in terms of putting ourselves last comes from a feeling of guilt, um, self-hate, uh, cultural expectation, or an amalgamation of everything. I mean, outside of the invisible Bible that tells us, hey, you need to put yourself last because a lot of us do it with resentment. I know when I go through those periods, I do it with some resentment and I've had to let go of that. But but if I'm being honest, sometimes when I check myself, I feel as though, hey son, I have to, I have to remind myself that, hey, you need to love yourself some more. You need to give yourself some slack. It's okay, as as Dr. Yana said, to call yourself successful mom. It's okay to call yourself successful woman. It's okay. Um, do you think some of it is attached to some guilt, some self-hate, that kind of thing? I want to know that before we wrap up today. You, you, Ayana. Oh, okay. So I'll start first. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I was reading this article that talks about the superwoman schema, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's an article written by... Um, um, a writer, Woods Griscombe, I think. that I'm sure I'm mis- not saying the name correctly. And I know it, it, in the article, the researcher spoke to like about 48 Black African-American women and asked mm-hmm. them to describe, you know, their everyday experiences and, and what they do. And, mm-hmm. you know, and essentially what they found is that they were, as Black women, you know, Black American women in particular, they exper- experienced all these adverse health effects from mm-hmm. trying to do too much the hmm. bottom line i know because, that happened to me 11 years ago right because you felt as if um everyone's depending on you um you have to change um your narrative you have to change your history um your partner is also depending on you um you know so you don't 
you tend not to make yourself as vulnerable because you feel as if you know you have to shoulder all this pain all everyone's responsibilities mm-hmm. um so at the end of the day you end up putting yourself last eating too late at night simple as that is and ending up eating too much much more than you're supposed to eat right not getting exercise in so many different things so the women in the article talked about their experiences and how they felt and they mm-hmm. just felt as if they had to do all these things that it was expected of them. And I'm one of those women. Yes, I know. And you're living testament, you know, the, so there are multitude of factors that propel black women in particular (laughs) to push ourselves above and beyond, you know, with no acknowledgement that we are succeeding or that we are doing well or that we have to stop and take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about you, Dr. Thompson? You I don't know that I could say it any better than that. I mean, <laughs> wonderful synopsis. Yeah. I think we, as Black women, we go through microaggressions in our daily life from the external mm-hmm. world that also contribute to that. But besides that, it is the societal pressure and norm that Black women are the backbone of our families. And we don't want to let anyone down, you know, at least for me. And then we also are getting into the sandwich generation, right? Where we have our aging parents we're taking care of, we have children, we have a spouse, um, you know, plus an external career. Um, So all of that, you know, really puts a lot of pressure on us. And I don't think we really know what self-care means at the end of the day. Like it's not going to the spa for an hour. And mm-hmm. our partners think that's what it is, okay? And mm-hmm. that's nice, but that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the point of really um, making time to go on that walk or work out in the morning, you know, again, mm-hmm. well. Um, and having some alone time and that being mm-hmm. okay and developing mm-hmm. hobbies and interests outside of the home that can be your escape too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I wanted to interject and say, no, it's about going to the spa consistently. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you start, you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to go do, do this and I'm going to do that. Before we wrap up, I wanted to just give a special shout out to our Asian brothers and sisters. You know, I'm here in the E, I'm in Atlanta. And, you know, you, you've seen what has happened this past week. And it seems to be something that is um, happening throughout the United States. And we we created this platform to express love and 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 to inspire women and women of all cultures women of all races and we just want to ask all women to stand up against hate stand up against bigotry just take a stand for your gender i i can't begin to tell you that it's it's it takes nothing to compliment another woman. You know, if you see a woman struggling, whether she's Asian, black, white, or whatever, help her up. If you see a woman flourishing, be happy for her because your blessing is on the way. God has mm-hmm. limitless blessing. He he may bless her first to see what your attitude would be towards her blessing because more by, might be coming for you. Blessing delayed is never blessing denied. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying... Be careful what you say about another woman, because depending on what you say, it takes one to know one. Mm. It's your girl, Basha. I'm going to leave you on that note. And if you're a woman who's struggling with putting yourself 
first and prioritizing yourself like yours truly. I hope you learned something here today. I'm going to book a personal session with Dr. Ayana Eastman because she needs to teach me some more. And I am going to take less meat and let the king get more meat because I'm going on a diet anyway to get my hot body on for the summer, hot girl body on. But um, it was so nice. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Don't forget to follow us. We're going to come back bigger and better. We have more amazing women and you're going to see these women back again. All right? You feel me? thank you ladies thank you for joining me i love you queens this was amazing i'm out cheers guys <laughs>